Bueller, Bueller, Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's gonna throw! Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. Rubbish! He's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable, what an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20 down. Touchdown. Kentucky. Jesus, Rash. Get it together. Yeah, it's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. It's radio time in the bluegrass. Yeah, yeah. Welcome in Tuesday edition Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports Radio, January 30th, 2024. Two more days left in the first month of the year. Appreciate you tuning in to KRC to get your Tuesday started off on the right foot, hopefully. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen here on, on the... Uh, on a non-UK game day Tuesday, which really still makes Just my week a little weird. Hate it. The Tuesday's the best day for the Tuesday, Saturday. You can't beat it. I actually don't mind it this week because, A, I get to go to the game this week. Wow. First first trip to Rough this year. So For for work or for pleasure? For pleasure. Whoa. Yeah. That's so, exciting. So very excited about that. Will be your first Rupp beer? Uh, yeah. Well, no, well... Concerts count though. Do con- no, well, okay, well, for a UK basketball game. First, first beer. UK basketball game beer. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Um, so that that'll be fun. Although I might not get a beer because I'm. You'll have a beer for the novelty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. It is for the novelty. Um, but excited about that, and it also doubles as a twofer because they're letting us talk to. I don't know who all we're gonna get, but they're having a football media op where we get to talk to new guys tomorrow afternoon. So it's like, oh, so show up, do a little work, and then go watch the basketball cats. That sounds really nice. Yeah. Who will you be partaking the basketball cats with? Uh, my dad. My wow. Pops. So that'll be fun. That's even better. Yeah. yeah. Father-son bonding time. That's always great. Getting to watch the cats at Rupp Arena. What should be likely a high-scoring game and hopefully a, a U.K. win and maybe an easy U.K. win, but high-scoring game I think is something that you can – you can bank on, which uh, that's always fun to see. Yeah, they're due to get get back to making shots. Get the offense yeah. back and roll. Going back home. Should should be a lot of fun. So I this week, not as bad. Mm-hmm. Although, um, I did the thing last night, TJ, where I was um, I, catching up on like weekend stuff. Like I like watching sometimes I like watching sixty minutes, but I like the CBS Sunday morning. It's just it's just nice. It's pleasant. They don't it's not all like mad news stories, right? Um, so I was catching up on a lot of that, and I saw the Texas Houston was like, oh, this is kind of close. I'll I'll check back in on it. Forgot to check back in on it. Houston won, right? Houston won in overtime. I watched it went to overtime. Watched that oh, entire wow. game because I did have some money on it. I teased Texas to giving two points 
uh, like you know, I teased the line, mm-hmm. and then I took uh, Max Amos over fourteen points, and it was, I forget what the juice, and I had a bonus on it, so the juice was like four fifty, and it would have paid like nice on a twenty dollar bet, and uh, gosh, Texas had so many freaking chances to win that game, and and they lost in overtime at home to Houston. Nice win for Houston. Houston's a really good team. They needed. I feel like Houston needed a win like that mm-hmm. uh, on the road away from home because up until this point, that's really that's been kind of their their bugaboo. If you've got any like Kansas future Big Twelve bets, last night was bad for that, which I think I have one in like a parlay, and I know my brother has a bunch, and he likes to pick conference winners, and if you, if it hits, you win a ton of money, obviously. But he's got Kansas, and last night was not good. For Kansas's chances to win the Suck Big 12, Jayhawks. to win the Big Twelve Conference, Houston being able to get that win on the road, they're still not in first place. Houston isn't. Texas Tech is with only one loss in the conference. The rambling wreck, but of Texas Tech, they I think have a tough game tonight. And you think Water? I think they're at TCU. You think Water's probably going to find their level with the Red Raiders? But Kansas is going to have to make up some games on Houston, and I'm not so sure they're going to be able. To do it, but uh, I can talk college basketball all you want. We're going to talk a lot of college basketball yeah. today because there was drama. But before we get to that, Scoots, how are you? I am a little stressed out at oh, this point in time. Did you torture a mouse for 12 hours again? No, I just made the mistake of listening to another radio show who said that the Kentucky game was tonight. So I had all my music picked out for a game day edition, <laughs> and now I'm having to go in and switch it all, so... Yeah, a little, little bit of a curveball. Blame the me. other radio show for yes. saying the game was tonight. Yes, I, I just I thought it was tonight. And then you all said non-UK game day, so it kind of freaked me out, and I looked at the schedule. I wish I was sure enough, face when I said that. Sure enough, the game is tomorrow, and I've had to switch everything up. So, yeah, but when, other than that, I'm good. When Wednesday rolls around and UK plays Wednesday Roush, I'm normally like, oh, okay, I, this is good. I like Wednesday now. Wednesday yeah. games are, are the good ones. <laughs> But the reason I think I default to, to Tuesdays are because Mondays suck for everybody. Nobody likes Monday. And it's almost like your reward for getting through a Monday is, all right, your next day, you get some UK basketball. How about that, buddy? And that's a good trade-off. When it's Wednesday, it's like, all right, Monday stinks. And guess what? Tomorrow, you just got to suck it up and get through it again. But then Wednesday's your treat. So we'll get it tomorrow. and We'll talk cats and gators. That means Thursday's show will be a little different. We'll have... Corey Price do his trivia later on. We'll, when we start our show Thursday, it'll 7.04, we'll roll around. We'll talk cats and gators right off the jump for about 45 minutes. Then we'll get into trivia on Thursday. And then tomorrow we'll have Chris Hatfield on to talk some bets and gambling. Nice. I highly recommend giving him a follow on Twitter. C by C uh, is the name, but the, the Twitter handle is at the best wager. So just go to at the best wager. Suggest to follow. He wins a lot of people money just with his free bets that he posts online. But if you subscribe to him, he's just turning around winners left and right. So that's at the best wager. We'll have him on tomorrow. Maybe he can throw some UK bets our way. I'm also just fascinated about his uh, his life. Well, because that that is part of I want to ask. I was gonna say like his betting process and you know his system. Because like I'm pretty sure he, that he's he's, got. he's made it a job, but like a full time job. I and I just want to know. Yeah, now, we can get to that too. Yeah, but bet soccer too, which I so here's the thing, TJ. I just f- keep up with what one of my friends who follows it tells me. And did you hear about the FA Cup win over the weekend? No, uh, no. There, it, there's a team. I think they were um, 
Wasteland or Maitland or something like that, but they were fifth level. Big difference. Maitland and Wasteland. I think. I think big difference. Yeah, I I don't know. I I forget their names. We don't care about the name. The names, regardless, but they were a fifth level, and they had never been this far in FA Cup history, and they beat a team at the second level to move on. Maidstone. Maidstone. There we go. Yeah, Maidstone. Pretty crazy. I saw Wrexham lost. Their FA Cup run has come to an end. Uh, there was also a game that got postponed because uh, fans were unruly. And the way that it was phrased is they were launching uh, missiles onto the field, which I don't know. Is that just like Roman candle? Missiles. Is that like a Roman candle or something? They, but, they've got the dumbest little terminology over in the but, UK. Who knows? But they, basically fans... it. They played the game early in the day to be like, well, this is less time for them to get drunk. Fans still got drunk, and in the 82nd minute, they had to suspend the match. They're throwing bloody missiles on the pitch. Just paper airplanes. Yeah. <laughs> but Chris, he like he like wagers on stuff like that. And I'm like, man, I can't even imagine getting that, like, just diving. Like, I'm sure he liked that sport previously, so he already knew something about it, but I can't imagine diving in. Like, diving into baseball bets. Like, I just can't. Yeah. I don't feel confident enough in my knowledge. I, I'm like that almost with college basketball, and I I watch lots of basketball, so you know, like that. That's the part of this where uh, I'm fascinated by because you got to really be into it to try to get an edge on uh, on the gambling companies. Speaking of gambling, Scoots, I am going heavy on the Indiana Hoosiers tonight at home against Iowa. Oh no, are we underdogs? I told I told the wife too. I was like, I, I'm on. I kind of want to just try on my on my account between the different betting sites. I'll kind of at time from time to time, Roush. I'll try to like chase the big payday, do silly parlays that I know don't have good chances of winning, dream mm-hmm. parlays and stuff like that. On the wife, uh, the, I signed the wife up, got the referral, got her all her bonuses and stuff like that. But I was like, you know what? On your account, I kind of just want to do like bets I feel really good about, and we'll be able to track it. You know, and if you ever want to make a bet, she doesn't care about betting, right, but if you right. want to, you can do it on your account, obviously. But like the ones I feel really good about, I'm going to track on your account. Haven't really stuck to that 100% because I do take advantage of the bonuses on hers. So sometimes it's not like I feel really good about it, but I have a bonus. So, so I just want to play it. Right. Just to, you know, see. That being said, though, the track record and the record is pretty impressive. Like last night, the Texas and the Amos one, I consider a bonus. Just because I had a bonus, it turned into good odds. I felt good about it, but it didn't hit. But I told her, I was like, I just wanted to jump. She was like, why are you betting a game that's tomorrow? Why don't you just bet it tomorrow? I was like, because I don't know if the line's going to be. what It was a pick when I bet it. And I was like, I, I could see Indiana being favorite by the time the game comes around. So I just want to get in on it while it's still good. And she was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. And I was like, but I will say, I've got a history of ha- feeling that way and then the line actually going the other way. Where it's like, oh, I got to jump on it because I'm worried it may go bad. Yeah. When in reality, when I do think that and I do that, it actually, if I just am more patient, it actually helps me out a little bit. And wouldn't you know it, that's the exact same scenario and situation we have going on tonight. Because when I bet Indiana, it was a pick 'em. Another And dog. now I can get a point and a half if I think Indiana. But Scoots, what's up with that? I was going to come into Skimmy, Skimmy Skojit Assembly Hall and beat the Hoosiers in a desperation game for Skimmy IU. Skojit. I don't uh, think so. It's it's tough to tell. If Khalil Ware is still out, then I don't feel great about it. But, I mean, it's Fran McCaffrey. Crazy Fran McCaffrey. We can't lose to crazy Fran. Yeah, they're bad this year, too. You can get him out plus 100. So, I got him at minus 110. You can get him at plus 100. 
Okay. IU's not losing that home game. I'll go ahead and do that. They're sure. not losing that home game. First off, they don't lose at home all that often. Secondly, they they need to win. Like they're on a big skid. This is a really important game for them if they have any. If they lose at home to Iowa, it's over, Scoots. Oh yeah. I mean, it might be anyways already. Not yet. Uh you're in an okay spot in the Big Ten. Yeah, I guess league standings may be the one thing that saves us, but we've got to start winning some games. You're four and five. You're one game out of fifth place. You're two games out of third place. But you're two games out of last place. <laughs> but you're taking on Iowa, the, who has the same conference record, both sitting at four and five. So real big one tonight. Indiana should win. IU's lost four out of their last five. The bleeding's got to stop. Even if I, Five I, out of their last seven. It's got to stop. I, I don't know what just flipped in my head, but even if Khalil Ware doesn't play, Indiana wins this game. They, they played really well against Illinois this weekend. I thought they were going to win that game. I thought they played all right against yeah. Wisconsin, given the circumstances yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, you should never let Wisconsin drop 91 uh, points on you. 91 points on Wisconsin scoring 91 points on you is 160. It's not our daddy's Wisconsin, though. Yeah. Can I also just say that I, I thought that I had softened on them some, but I it just it it ticks me off when I see a number next to Wisconsin's name in basketball. Fair, they they fair, fair they enough. should just suck forever. I want them to just like be a, a, a abolished into basketball wayside. Whoa, you never told us that IU has a P Sparks on their team, Scoots. Peyton Sparks, yeah. Could be Patrick Sparks. No, Peyton Sparks. Any relation? Um, if you saw Peyton Sparks, no. Is he silly from the three-point line? No. He's, he's silly when he gets in the game because he's terrible. <laughs> Sadly, Wisconsin's actually pretty good. I know. Like, I don't. I don't. I'm not. Four of their starters are like that's a real. They've got one of the better starting lineups in college basketball. It's, it's not. I don't uh, know too much about their bench. Um, I don't think it's great, but some of their their starters. That uh, Kislip guy, Klesmit. Klesmit. Yeah. Oh my gosh, he's fun to watch. He is. And then Hepburn. Everybody knows about Klesmit. That's a punctuation, right? <laughs> you you got to hit like shift alt command to be able to get on your keyboard. Uh, that sounds about right. Yeah. I think that's the word for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the word for our morning texters is grab and go, because that's what you do at Thornton's. You go in, you don't waste time, grab you it. see what you want, you, you see what you need, you grab it, you go, you're back on the road, you may need want to fill up. Yeah. Thornton's, they always, something that I don't think we normally have to worry about in Louisville, Kentucky is like the overcrowded gas station. You never see it at Thornton's. They have so many pumps, everything works, it's mm-hmm. efficient, they you know the card thing where it's like, I got the chip and I want to do that? Always works at Thornton. You do it at other places, it's like, eh, put an insert. Yeah. insert. It's like, eh, go inside, see the cashier. You don't have to worry about that stuff at Thornton's. And you will save money if you download that Refresh and Rewards app. You'll save money inside the store. You'll save money at the pump. Do it today. We love Thornton's. We appreciate them being a friend of Kentucky Roll Call, and we appreciate them sponsoring the Thornton's text line. One morning grab-and-go texter says, do you all buy how Mark Soup says he's gives Liam Cohen complete and total control of the offense? Oh, uh, well, man. we can going to love that talking point all offseason. We we can get we'll get to that because Liam, you did have Mark Stoops speak with BBN tonight. Another great scoop by BBN tonight to get that. They interview. get all the scoops. They, man. they always seem to get the first access. It's just the relationships they've built. I, I will. Well, we'll say it is kind of cool being like, I mean, that's Maggie. She's just up there just. Holding her own with Stoops. Oh, and I don't, I don't begrudge the people there. Yeah, yeah. yeah just the yeah. Co- the concept of it is crappy. I mean, there's no ifs, ands, or buts yeah, about it's, it. Yeah, it's state media. They have the best, 
they have some of the best people working there. Oh yeah, they're so like we the don't nicest. Like blame them. They're getting right. They're, they're, I would. Keith and Maggie, hire me. nicest people hire ever. Me to yeah. have the first interviews with all the people that UK wants to hear about. I would say one thing about the job that I wouldn't like is like just the zero lack of criticism. That show will never say a bad word yeah, about well, a loss. And you can't. They can't talk win. recruiting either because they're official partners. Yeah. So it's definitely got some drawbacks in right, that instance. Right, right. But I like to sometimes just poke fun at the fact that like but it, it it is good that you just we have to remind people that like when you're watching that it is coming from this is what uk wants out you have to remember that with that being said and they have like full editing control right and if, right you know even if they said something juicy they could come back and be like can we just get that cut that part out yeah. and they would they, they can't they, say no exactly yeah. um but with all that being said if you were looking for stoops to to really like i want to know why he's doing this because this doesn't make any sense come on stoops tell me everything he did a pretty good job and all of that uh delivering his eric wolfer message he joked about how you know we youngstown guys you kind of gotta let us do it he's like i'm kidding but he's like you know anytime there's a separation there's always some sort of stress and that comes with that and um there's things i could have done better there's things he could have done better he's like i've learned more about how things transpired it, on his end, and I understand it better. Essentially, I think Nick Saban just said, like, tell me you're going to commit now or no, which is probably what happened. Um, but I, I thought all in all it was um pretty solid explanation. I also appreciated Stoops saying that, you know, Eric's got a – he really he deeply cares about his players, but he coaches with a heavy hand. And sometimes in this sport – uh, if you get out the heavy hand, then people just want to run and leave right away. And we need more of that in college football. Basically, like we we need some more strict disciplinary, and we need more hard ass in our program. Which uh, I appreciated that line as well. Uh, but to get to this whole point, I don't think he set out to talk about Liam Cohen in the interview at all. But when talking about, I think Maggie asked, you know, sometimes you'll talk with players about hires. Like, is that part of it? He's like, oh, you know, that wasn't a thing here. But, you know, obviously, whenever we make assistant hires, it's me and the coordinators are working hand in hand. Um, I was even more interested when he said he he really doesn't make a move unless he has a succession plan ready. So he that's kind of why he was going to hold on to Yenzer. Uh, this opportunity. That makes sense. I, I kind of thought something similar in that instance, that like, hey, we're okay with him. But we wouldn't mind upgrading if we felt we – oh, okay, we can upgrade. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll go ahead and do that. So that part makes sense. But then he said, you know, uh, with Liam, we we worked together on all of these. And that was his kind of like, oh, here's my time to say the – he's got full autonomy. We're on the same page, 100%. Which I just – like, I agree with Stoops to a degree. But no, like, that's just not how this works. If he had complete autonomy, he'd be the head coach. I mean, like – Stoops is his boss. He gets to tell him no if he wants to. And my basic example in all of this is just if it's third and six at the 40-yard line, does Cohen know that he has two downs to get the six yards? I, I don't know. That Like that is – I don't know. Yeah. They're like, Is that clearly communicated when he's calling that third down? Because I do think – I do think Cohen does have the green light to – Whatever place he wants, he can call. Like, I, I don't think there's any sort of, unless Stoops. You don't think on like a third and inches, Stoops is saying, like, you're not getting cute here. Like, we're, you don't think that's the case? 
It may not be. He he might every once in a while, and I think also if he wants to take a shot, he might. Hey, let's let's take a shot here. Because ultimately, I think I agree with you that it does seem like Cohen for ninety five percent of the game is doing what he wants because it just looks different. I mean, it just looks different than what it did under Eddie Grand and, and even sometimes under Scangarello, but. Like, once Cohen came, Cohen 1.0, the, I remember being at that first game and just seeing the ball fly through the air. And, and, like, UK fans were mockingly, like, laughing and cheering like it was, like, the 1940s. Like, what is that? What is that thing mm-hmm. flying through the pass. air? Yeah, it's going every, down the field. We were having fun with it, but it was just different. And as the season went on, and I even bring it in Cohen 2.0, it just looks different than earlier Mark Soup's offenses. So I totally do buy the fact that he's allowed to call what he wants to call insert his own system obviously that's a no-brainer but I do think UK fans myself included have some doubts about like when the game gets close or UK's got a 10-point lead or a seven-point lead because then it can start looking different and that could be Cohen's doing in its own because you don't want to you don't want to go three and out in a matter of 20 seconds and let your opponent have plenty of time yeah. and the ball and so there I, I understand that there's analysis and it's not always black and white but I do think there is this idea that when the game gets tight, you can see Stoops' fingerprints on the offense more than than other times, and I think people are kind of sick of that. Well, and it, yeah, when I went back and did the numbers for the season, there was a lot of good from what he did, and it's clear that Cohen's making a difference. It was the second most efficient offense of the Stoops era um, from SP Plus rankings. Uh where he was second in passing touch. Like there, there was a lot of metrics that were better, right? Red zone touchdown went from like 100th to top 25. So there was a lot there. But the biggest criticism people had all year was the plays. And here's the thing. A lot of that's Cohen's problem. Like that, that's on Cohen. Now, some of it might have been Devin Leary that's and stuff fair. getting it out. But like our biggest critique of the entire year, it wasn't Mark Stoops is doing right. It was because the offense would go three and out quickly, and because they were they were huddling up, and Cohen was calling plays from upstairs for a lot of it. It just took longer, so they they ranked 132nd out of 133 in plays per game. Like that's not all on Stoops. Like that's some of that's on the OC. So that's just I know that this is going to be a talking point all year, and I can go with it because I, I generally do think that. Uh, Stoops isn't as hands-on as some people believe, okay. but that doesn't mean that he's not responsible for the offensive shortcomings. Like that That's where a lot of all of this is like, who gets responsibility for your shortcomings? Who gets your responsibility for your failures? And who gets them for your successes? So, um, but I, I do think that up until this point, like I'm, I know, I know a lot of people, some, like some of the reaction was like, so I guess that means Cohen's staying? Like I, I yeah, I'm pretty sure that means Cohen's staying. All right, that's good news. Uh, did you see the scuttlebutt that uh, Jeff Drummond had yesterday? Well, there's a guy that's following a lot of us, and I don't know what to make of it. He started following me and a bunch of other media people. Lance Thompson uh, is a Maryland linebackers coach. So, yeah, I don't, I don't. He could be wanting a quality control, but he worked with Wolford. Uh, at South Carolina, he worked with Mike Stoops at FAU. Just not really sure what to make of that guy. Uh, He's a recruiter, right? Well, was in with Alabama, you know, a decade ago. 
Gotcha. It was it was 2012 was his kind of heyday. But yeah, he was he was a hot shot um, on the recruiting trail back in the day. Um, so I don't I don't know I I I would like it if they end up bringing it. I I I would just like to hear like Stoops is loading up on recruiters. I would I would be that would be welcomed news to this UK football fan. And it, it would make me think, again, I, I think a lot of people, he turned down the A&M job. Is that, uh, is that going to be his rally cry to finish out his career at UK? you got to remember the Stoops aren't lifers. They're not going to probably be coaching into their late 70s or anything like that. Is this his rallying cry to regroup at Kentucky and and finish strong? Or some people think that, the fact he was looking around at A&M may mean he'll look around at other jobs as time goes on, but you could, I'm, I'm taking some leaps here, but if you're going all in on recruiting, just bringing in the, bringing in coaches just to try to get the best players, the best players in before the nil era, Roush, that would maybe be like a sign of, oh, they're looking to, to kind of bend the rules. They're getting in all these recruiters. And let's see if the talent upgrades across the board. It would almost that that in previous college football conversations would be just the a little scent of like, hmm, I wonder what they've got going on behind the scenes. To which I would say, and it's all it's all different in the nil era because now you can coaches can't go say we're going to give you X amount of dollars, but they basically can. They just can't say it, but they basically can. But if this is stupid, just. Hey, I may only coach another three or four years. I'm going to do whatever it takes to get the best talent in here so I can be as competitive as I love it. I think this is signs that Stoops is trying, Roush. Yeah. I think this is signs that this could be a rallying cry for I don't know how much longer I've got here, but what has been happening the last two years, I want to change course on. And if it means they're going to bring in the best coaches to bring in the best talent, any means necessary, totally on board with it. Totally cool with it. It seems like there is the light at the end of the tunnel in the Stoops era at Kentucky, and maybe it maybe it's not a light. Maybe it's a maybe it's a black hole. Maybe UK football falls back into the basement once Stoops moves on. But I don't I don't see him coaching at UK another five years, Roush. Maybe he does. I, I don't think that's It'll impossible. Still just be seventeen years, or sixteen if it because yeah, he just finished year eleven. That'd a long, be a long time. Yeah. Jeez, that's a long time. That being said, it, it looks like he he wants. I know he mentioned with Wolford specifically that he needed some toughness in the program, but it, I think that more so he just wants to get talent in the program across the board. And I don't know if they end up hiring this Lance Thompson guy from Maryland or not, but I do know that that's his what he's known for is being a recruiter during his time as a football coach. Mm-hmm. So bring him on in, get all the talent in, do whatever you got to do, and let's. Let's see where this thing can go. Yeah. And I, I'm still intrigued by the fact Wolford may bring somebody in with him from the spring portal. I know that there's been some recruiting experts, Roush, that have thrown that around. Good. I would love to I would love let's get more talent for this upcoming season. The future, yes, but for this upcoming season, why the heck not? It's not over yet. No. Fat lady ain't singing. We'll get to a few more grab and go texters. We're gonna take our first break. We'll come back. And I'll fill you in if you missed out on what happened with the Field of 68, Jeff Goodman, Rob Doster, 
It's a crew that gets mentioned on this radio show frequently. And There's boy, drama. were they in the news yesterday. We'll fill you in on what you missed. Kentucky Roll Call, Big X Sports Radio, TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kane. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. I never got a jug. I wasn't going to go waste my time. God, what a nerd. What a nerd. I had cool things to do, like go smoke drugs and drink alcohol. If you don't like my fire, then don't come around, because I'm going to burn one down. For the record, that was a joke. I was a good kid in high school. Oh, you <laughs> Didn't like... get into my bad habits until college. That's a fact, Jack. You like drugs and alcohol. I didn't like getting detentions, though. That's for sure. I I was very happy to not ever have one during my time at St. Xavier High School. No detentions, no tardies, no 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 absences at all. Roush, pretty much, and and That's one of us here was valedictorian. Biggest loser. One of us was a valedictorian, and one what? of us was just uh, I guess blue collar. I didn't play for the awards. I didn't school oh. for the awards. It's this guy talking about the awards. Those aren't awards. Those were just like just perfect to be, attendance they, they happen, award. They happen to be accomplishments that I didn't even set out to 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 win, and it happened. Welcome back, Did Kentucky you, Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. Um, went through my Tupperware last night. Saw that. <laughs> so you just threw away a bunch. We filed for the first time since we've moved to our house. So over five years. We threw out some Tupperware. It was well past time. We, like many American households, have a Tupperware mountain seemingly in the highest shelf. Mm-hmm. And uh, you you go to grab one thing. And they all and fall out. You just like cross your fingers that it's not going to be an avalanche of plastic onto your face. And it most of the time is, unfortunately. So I, I just was like, I got it. We've got to clean this up a little bit. And really, the picture didn't do it justice. There was a lot more that just couldn't fit on that table. But the second picture, or I guess technically it's the first picture, we have like 12 of those little ones that are like that big, Scoots. They're mm-hmm. like that, you know, just like, yeah. like a five container. inches, if that. Yeah. And it's I, probably from like need... a deli meat thing, too, that you just kept. It's for baby, I guess, baby food. Like you put baby food in there. But why do we food. need so many? Well, we have another baby coming. We'll need we'll need baby. Put it somewhere else. Yeah, no, I, we too are, much Tupperware. We're on the verge of it, but I think the thing is though is if you, whenever I feel like we're getting close, it's like, well, maybe we just make a bunch of food and then put it in the Tupperware and freeze it, so it gets it out of our hair mm. temporarily. Yeah, um, I'm just distracted, TJ, because I learned during the commercial break oh, okay. that Reed Shepard has a nil deal, and it is Rob and Reed. It's the most, like, what is white basketball player? What should he represent? Cheerios. You're close. What do you eat with Cheerios? New Milk. Balance sneakers. What did you say, Scoots? Milk. Milk, yes. Reed Shepard's doing an ad for milk. He also did, like, uh, the, the dentist. Well, milk. yeah, the, 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 they, they sponsor everything. Uh, that orthodontic. He's place. got a, he's got great teeth though, you know. Yeah, like he's got a great smile. Now he's now he's teaming up with the dairy a lot. But we need. They they did this whole deal and they didn't 
do a got they didn't give him a milk mustache. Yeah, if the student section doesn't do a milk mustache play on this, yeah, then what, what are we? I mean, doing especially here? with his mustache too, right? Yes. Like, come on. Which, by the way, why did those go away? Got milk was just the best ad campaign ever. These things were awesome. It felt like a. Uh, didn't they get in trouble? Like, didn't wasn't there a controversy with the Got Milk ad? There was. There was. I think there was. They touched on it in that uh, food documentary I watched that oh, messed me up. Well, because they're just going to say dairy's bad for you, and I appreciate Basically. that. Okay, here it is. Yeah. Okay. Well, this actually isn't what I'm thinking of. I thought they got in trouble with, like, when we were in school, like when we were, you know, there's posters in every every oh, cafeteria every ca- that we were oh. ever a part of. And I, I think the one I remember it was it, uh, specifically was of a skateboarder. Um, Might have been like Tony Hawk, but yeah, everybody was on a Got Milk ad. In 2023, Got Milk creators were accused of violating federal law over the Aubrey Plaza ad. The ad campaign promoted real milk, though a fictitious plant-based brand with zero nutritional value. They got in trouble for that. So fake advertising. I didn't know they were still doing those um, in 2023. So maybe we need Reed Shepard to bring it back. Yeah. But I, I do appreciate people who still will drink a glass of milk every once in a while. They're like, why, why is it all of a sudden bad for me now? Like, milk, pretty good. 2014, they got rid of Got Milk for Milk Life slogan. Oh, Got Milk, so much better. Milk Life. <laughs> they trying to rival salt life. salt life. I don't know, it's horrible. But good for Reed Shepard. Glad he's getting money. We're going to need a lot more of that milk money to keep him around for a sophomore year. So pony up, big milk. Yeah. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. A grab and go texter. Or go ahead. Just imagine. I'm not going to yeah. stop it. Instead of uh, repering ice cream, people were just drinking milk out of glass jars like the old fashioned. <laughs> like the boils and always sunny. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, I, I like that. I like that idea. Uh, who needs beer at Rupp Arena? We're serving milk. Budweiser comes out 2%. with like a milk can bottle. So it looks like you're drinking a... a that's actually a good idea. <laughs> it's a carton. Yeah. <laughs> it comes in a carton. Have you seen this player? And it's Reed Shepard. <laughs> well, good stuff. Yeah. Oh, man. And we don't we get paid very little money for these great ideas. Oh, <laughs> gosh. Serving beer in a milk carton would be awesome. Wait, y'all get paid? <laughs> Sometimes. Sometimes. 502-414-1450. A morning grab-and-go texter says, Belated, thank you for that Reed Shepard over nine and a half points on Saturday. You're welcome. That's what we do here on Kentucky Roll Call. Uh, I've I've done pretty well with player props for UK, whether against UK or, or on UK's team. The Michi Johnson one, I still lose sleep over. Um, but Reed Shepard, when he had started so cold... That I got, I got a little worried. I got a little worried because, too. I was like, because, he had his chances. That may have been it for him. Yeah, and the way that Cal had been playing him up to that point, you're like, was he going to actually give him enough time to to get those back? And he did. And if Dillingham's there, maybe he doesn't. Maybe that's, that's the true. game where it's yeah. just like, hey, Reed, we gave you your chance. Because this is a team, and this is I don't necessarily blame Cal for this, but he's always going to get blamed for this, and it just comes with the territory of being a head coach. But when you have so many options. I know lineup talks have been the topic of conversation for the last week, but when you have so many options, when do you when do you say like, all right, we got to try somebody else? We tried to get you going. Like if Reeves starts 0 of nine, I still want him taking that tenth shot. But 
if what what if he finishes the game one of fifteen and and Rob didn't play nearly as many minutes as he should? Let's hope that scenario doesn't happen. We saw it a little bit in the NCAA tournament last year, but point being, you it's tough for Calipari. When when do you decide like all right, we it's just not your night. We're gonna let somebody else try to get going. And when do you let a player keep going? And when Dillingham's out on Saturday, maybe it was a little bit easier. But I got a little nervous about it. But it just felt like they were gonna press the issue with Reed. They did just that. And in his coach's show last night, Roush Cal was incredible incredibly complimentary of the lineup that finished the game, which if you remember, Mm -hmm. it was Wagner, Reeves, Reed, Trey, and Ugunna. And he said, that may have to be our lineup to finish games. He was all in on that group. And with the exception of maybe switching out Ugunna for Adu, I don't don't disagree. I'm fine with that backcourt being the backcourt, Roush, in, in the most important minutes, in the most important moments. My only thing is... I don't know if Uganda should be the staple with that lineup, but that's neither here nor there. Well, and he particularly was commending their defense, right? Like that was the that was the reason why he wanted them in at the end of the game. So maybe that's your best defensive lineup, but some nights, maybe he said, he said that too. Maybe tomorrow night, it's a like Big Z gets hot because you can see that against this Florida team. Got to get got to get more than three minutes. But I like that lineup. Lineup talk, you all. Sometimes this fan base acts like Calipari's never coached a basketball team before. Like he he he's got a system with shortening the rotations. He'll get there. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean he always does the right thing. He I, I disagree with plenty of his decisions. But this is kind of how the process works. And you do at a certain point need to kind of treat keep some recruits happy. I think he was doing that for as long as he could. I think you're going to start seeing the the better lineups playing like we wanted. One of the funniest things, like it, it is being having a message board as part of my job, seeing uh, seeing some of the things people say. It was like, yeah, Jordan Burks just didn't look all that engaged. It's like, would you be engaged if you knew you weren't playing? Like, yeah, I don't. What do you, what? Yeah, uh, I I went back and when I was watching, he he. It's up. fine. He gets yeah. up and celebrates. Like, it's just like uh, is he like the biggest cheerleader in the world? No, but this idea that like the team's getting up and celebrating every single time and he's sitting on his hands is not true. Yeah, no, that's silly. I mean, I went and, back and rewatched. It's not true. And also, like that doesn't mean that there's problems in the locker room. It just means he's a human and he probably wishes he was playing, but he's not. So he's going to be a little bit. We all have a different right idea there. of like what college basketball is right now. Jordan Burks, he he could be very happy with the idea of like you know what. Maybe I will transfer after this year. But this year, playing with UK, putting up the few good numbers I had, I'm going to have more. I'm going to have just probably as many options as I did coming out of high school. And now I can pick a situation where I can go be the guy. This is how college basketball is going to operate. And it's going to happen in Kentucky, too. Guys at the end of UK's bench, it's already happened. I mean, we shouldn't like be shocked by it. And I'm not even necessarily guaranteeing that Jordan Burks is going to transfer after this year. They may say, like, you know, we've got a spot for you. We have no idea what the roster is going to look like next year because we have no idea who's going to stay and go. And what has thrown a wrench in all this has been that, like, Justin Edwards probably, most likely, almost certainly is going to go, but goodness gracious. Where's he going to go? Yeah, maybe not. And, and and same with Bradshaw. Again, I'd be shocked if he came back, but, it, it you know, you keep dro- dropping. Where's he going to go? You may be more beneficial and financially better for you to stay in college and keep making on nil money and improve your stock and get to where you want to go. So it's going to be really 
fascinating what's going to happen with this roster at the end of the year. But yeah, the Jordan Burke stuff. As yeah, as long as he's not being a locker room issue, which I don't think we have any reason to think. Right. Cal also said last night that Dillingham got back to practice. Nobody wants to play more than him. They, but you, if you saw warm ups, you could tell he just probably dehydrated Roush. Didn't I think you'd mentioned it? Probably just was going through the motions. Looked sluggish. Looked sick. So they kept him out of the game. So I don't think there's any conspiracy theories or locker room things. That I, I think I was the one who just you always get worried about that stuff. Uh, and it's fair to get worried about that stuff, but I don't think that's the issue here, and we should see Rob Dillingham tomorrow did, against Florida. Did you see uh, one more thing from the Cal show? I, this was very purposeful, but he said, yeah, I talked to Julius Randall, and I said, you know what? This team really reminds me of your team. We had to practice really hard, essentially saying he had to kind of bust their ass and practice for a while, and he's like, it's more than I like to typically do. But we needed it, and then it worked off, and we got hot in March. Do you see any compare? I, like I, I like that he's saying that, but at the same time, I'm like, I don't really see the similarities in that team other than just there was. You make a case that that was a really young team. Yeah, you need I guess your young so. guys to be awesome. This is a really young team. You need your young guys to be awesome. Uh, yeah, that's probably the biggest that one. Team Even took though some lumps, this team has taken a few lumps. But if this not team's as many an AC, then oh my gosh, like, it would be a complete disaster. You'd have to basically like lose the majority of your games on from here on out. Uh, not really. But that team, you know, m- maybe some of it is just struggling with the physicality on the road in SEC play. That could be it too. That you know that that okay, all right. Well, I I, I can I can buy it a little bit, Coach Cal. Come buy it. Yeah. Yeah, maybe not necessarily the best. Not hook, line, sinker, but you know what? But that's fine. Hey, you're making me optimistic, Cal. Don't doesn't take much. Scoots, did you? Are you up to date with the Jeff Goodman stuff? I am. Yeah, we discussed it last night on Rutherford. Mm-hmm. Three to six here on Big X Sports Radio. Was Mike sad? Did you? Did you have to oh get? Oh my him gosh, it was tissues. It was bad. So I told you all how much water he drinks during a show. He didn't even drink a whole bottle of water yesterday. It was He was just that explosive. It it was no, it was just it was sad though, Roush. I mean, you gotta think about it. It was worst case scenario for him this weekend. Louisville's still incompetent. Didn't get Lamar Jackson or his Lions in the Super Bowl. Like worst case scenario. So yeah, he that is the last thing he wanted to do was radio yesterday. And I think you said as much. I think you said I don't want to do radio today. Yeah, pretty much. They started the show both saying how little they wanted to be there doing radio. <laughs> I had to get your audience. The audience was locked in. I think Rutherford's point. best quality as a radio host is actually his promotions via Photoshop skills. He's really, really become a great graphic designer as of late. And I salute him for that. Well, we'll get to the, the field of 68, I guess, maybe an hour to start hour number two. Because while we're on the subject of Rutherford and Scoots, Scoots told a radio story that would make a real talk host even blush. <laughs> what? Just like maybe you don't say this on air sort of deal. So we're going to get make him repeat it? Absolutely. <laughs> Scoots, you want to lay it out for us? Is this Are the one want- about my sister? It's the one about your sister. Which oh. you, you, get, you, you get somebody from this region starting a story about the one about my sister? I do. Well, you have Survivor to- Nick. 
you have to keep in mind I was nine or ten years old at the time. So we had a text or text into the Rutherford show asking about the worst thing I've ever done. It's a wild which, question to ask somebody exactly. on a radio show. Yeah, and have no time to think about it. So I thought about it for a few minutes. I think you hopefully got the right answer. I yeah, would, I would really hope that you didn't need to think yeah, more on this. I, I, oh god, I don't I'm know. If so I'm so scared of where this is going. I don't know if I've done anything worse. Um, so basically, Roush, when when me and my sister were young, we didn't get along at all. Yeah, like what well, happens? Mean, we're we're stupid close now, People which I'm glad that, she's that happened. Two years younger than Scoots, which would make her our age correct just something that i don't think it's brought up enough on the show yeah Scrooge is the old mature one huh? yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> here so no we would fight all the time i mean physically yell at each other what what have you i think your exact words was i used to pound her to believe no with my fist. i used to like i would punch her and <laughs> then i would i would slap my face get it real red so when she <laughs> ran to mom and told her that i punched her I would point to my face and be like, no, she hit me first. Look at my face. So that that was just the start of it. But then one time I've heard I've heard that before. Yeah, I think I have shared that before. And then well, one time she pushed me over the edge. I don't remember what she did or what she said even. But I peed in her toothbrush cup that sits next to the sink that you rinse your mouth out with after you wash your mouth or after you brush your teeth in hopes that she would drink it. That is, uh, that's something, Scoots. Do, 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 do. Did, uh, did, so, are, do, do, do. did she drink it? No, which was super disappointing at the time. But Three, looking back now, I'm he glad acted she like didn't. he wasn't sure if he drank it or not, or how, like, but he got in trouble because he had to go buy her a new one with my so, own money. So it was like, you know, he didn't get away with it one way or another. Scoots, I, I that is psychotic. <laughs> I mean, I was, I was a young kid. I know, but like, I wouldn't. You're acting like I would do that now. I would never even think right, to do right. that now. Right, right. No, and here's the thing, TJ. I don't think it's psychotic though. I, I don't. I, I think that there it is, is a. It is psychotic. But I could see where, especially if you're watching like Nickelodeon or something, they wouldn't do it on there. But when you're trying to prank somebody, now it makes me worried. What did my siblings do to me? Like when I was shampooing <laughs> my hair, what the hell was I putting in? Why is that? Why my hair is starting to go? You just get pee hair. <laughs> oh, when you're what growing the hell up. were you doing, Johnny? But that so go on. It's not psychotic because why? Well, no, I just, I just think that like Scoots maybe went a half step too far, a uh, full step too far, a couple steps. But like messing with the drinks or something. Like I'm sure I did some of that. Yeah, I remember. Oh gosh, I, we had like a group of friends that were kind of like the fringe friends, and I remember one time like this guy to his own friend like hawked a big loogie in his drink and put the lid back on. It was like wait, wait wait till he comes back, and we were all just like yeah, that is like not funny like. That's just not funny. And oh wow, you are you are soft. That that's just not like <laughs> messing with people from like a bacteria standpoint is gross. Man, you have no. Whew. All it's right, gross. well you uh, we went to much greater lengths in our tomfoolery than back in the day. Y- y- well, <laughs> like, <laughs> and taking a leak in your sister's toothbrush cup is it's pretty evil. It, it's bad, yeah. but you've learned from it. Sure. Did you apologize? I uh, doubt it. I think we need to hear what your sister did to you. What what got you to that point? I don't know if she'd even remember. I mean, we we fought. All, when I tell you we fought all the time, we fought all the I time. I will say, any sibling that didn't like make themselves look more scratched up is just lying oh, for like yeah, a certain yeah, capacity. Yeah. Everybody would do that. I don't know to the point that you'd like maybe slap yourself in the face like Scoots would. <laughs> I would but, just over and over. Yeah, sometimes. But and, and I, my sister and I would fight. Although I don't think I'd ever just like slugger. 
she'd always get in that position where she would get like on her back and just kick the ever loving like if you got close to her, oh, she'd yeah. just kick the ever loving mm-hmm. poop out of you. Yep, yep. Uh, but I don't think it would ever turn into like she, you know, we'd be like boxing each other. I don't think it'd get to that. I think I'd go more for just like a pusher. I, w- I would put them. I would put them in my armpit. That was my like. Ooh. I'm gonna. I'm gonna stick yeah. your face in my stinky armpit. And we'll end the break on that. Yeah, Roush's stinky armpit. We'll <laughs> talk about. Speaking of stinky armpits, Field of Sixty Eight. Jeff next When we return. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. Fun first hour. Go back and listen to the podcast wherever you get your podcast. Just search for Kentucky Roll Call. Roush, do you know want to know why Shady Rays, it's the perfect gift for Valentine's Day. Three-level gift-giving. Three-level gift-giving. Different giving. types of relationships. Uh, need, you want to hear about it? I need to know about this three-level gift-giving. Well, you want to go to ShadyRays.com. Right, and you're going to use promo code Big X. obviously. Yeah. You're going to get 40% off. Yeah, those are the things you got to remember first and foremost. But Valentine's Day, it's a tough—Scoots hates it. Hates the holiday. Yep. It's a tough— day to give a gift especially if you're for whatever sex really i mean i think men sometimes have a tougher time buying gifts for women but the beauty about shady rays they've got gifts for men women kids snow goggles prescription golf they've got uv shirts which everybody that goes both ways everybody loves those but roush let's say you've just started dating somebody Mm -hmm. like what you know you can't what do you get you don't want to go too much too soon. Yeah. You don't yeah. want to try to be like the big wig and be like, I'm trying to buy your love. That's why the affordable prices at Shady Rays makes it perfect for a new relationship. Yeah. Um, and it, a nice pair of polarized sunglasses, that's gonna be that's gonna get somebody's attention. Well, and here's the thing. Flowers, 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 flowers. They die in a week. These Shady Rays, every time she puts them on, she's gonna think about you. Yeah. Or he. And if they die in a week, boom. Replacement pair of promise. You just click on your order. I need a replacement pair sent to me. Bada boom, bada bing. They, bing. they get them right back sent to you. Roush, let's say you're somebody like me or you that's been in a relationship for a long time. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we've got kids. We're not going to break the bank on Valentine's Day gifts. Right. So a relationship that we've that you've been in a long time, you're married, you all have a promise not to do big gifts on Valentine's Day, go check out the selection at Shady Rays. Their women's selection is amazing. Really cool. They've got tangle-free glasses. That's a great idea. And then maybe you're like, you know, engaged. Maybe you've been together for a while. Mm -hmm. Last year was the big valent. You went all out. You were Mr. Romeo. You were Miss Juliet. Mm. And this year, hey, we're getting married. We've got a wedding to plan for. We've got a kid on the way. Let's just, let's get each other thoughtful, nice quality gifts again without breaking the bank. Three different types of relationships. The newbies, the oldies, and the people that are just looking to get something nice, 
but not also go all out. ShadyRays.com, promo code BIGX, 40% off. Check them out today. We love them. You will as well. All right, now cut that part. Ad's done. <laughs> Great for peepers as well. Ralph. That wasn't a creepy concept until you started calling them peepers. Spring break right around the corner? Get your peepers. Ke- Keeneland season? Keeneland season. Still wild, Scooch has never been to Keeneland. Dude, I haven't been in so long. I, I haven't been in a while either. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think this April is going to be the year with a newborn. <laughs> I also have never done, I've never just gotten a bus and gone too. Because that's the way to do it from Wolf. I think I'm the only one of my friends that I, that hasn't done that. And yeah. I feel so, so out of place. I think there was one time where I have like one friend group. We just have, that group has never done it. We should do it if you're listening. And then the other friend group, they've done it. And uh, I just had to miss out for weddings or bachelor parties or other stuff going on. But that, yeah, that sounds awesome, too. But I'll get to do that in, like, 2032 when my kids are older. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, they have a... It's right around the they, corner. They, they the can due come... date's April 9th. I wonder if the wife would be cool with me going, like, they like April 2nd. Yeah. Well, oh, would that be college day? Oh. ShadyRays.com. Kidding. 502-414-1450. Yeah, just a joke. Definitely a joke. <laughs> just, just a joke. I think Jeff Goodman would like to play the just a joke card. Oh, yeah. So here, here's the story. If you're unfamiliar with it, uh, there is, the Big East. It's a for people that are really inside college basketball. The Big East is a really connected conference on social media. They hate each other and they go so after much. each other. But if people think like the SEC is kind of obnoxious with their love affair for their conference, the Big East is worse. It's just it's basketball only. You don't get it for football, Roush. You don't get the chance of like big east, big east, big east. Nope. But they they're connected. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think that makes conferences more fun. I think it makes sports more fun. So, an anonymous Big East Twitter account started a Big East film company, and that was the name of it. Which I I can't understand why some trademarks could get an, be an issue. Then again, what if you just like the Big East Coast and you like making films about it? Yeah. Regardless, they started, it was anonymous, it was Big East Films, and their plan was to make like a, a film, a documentary on each team in the Big East. And I think the first one they did was called Divine Providence, and it was about Ed Cooley leaving to go to Georgetown. Right. And just how, you know, he was a Providence guy, he grew up in Providence, he said he was never going to leave, and he had his house listed before their season was even completed, which was ended by UK. Mind yep. You. Um, and we all know that Ed Cooley and Field of 68, it's just a, yeah, they, so I'm sure Jeff did not take too kindly to, so so that was what I think most people were confused on this. So that documentary gets released. I watched about 30 minutes of it. It's about an hour and like five, 10 minutes. I I didn't have enough time to watch it all. Sounds like too long for me. Honestly, it like reminded me of like a nineties documentary, like, it reminded me of, like, in seventh grade, the teacher would be hung over and be like, oh, we're going to put on a movie today. You guys like sports? Here's one about the old biggies. It reminded me of, and was, there's almost a nostalgic feel where it was like, this isn't the best produced, but I kind of like it. Like, it's like, you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, you can yeah. tell that an amateur is kind of putting this stuff together. So I thought it was good. I thought it was enjoyable. They interviewed, like, teachers at Providence. I mean, it was well done. It wasn't mm-hmm. just like, you know. Just somebody with their phone going out there and, and making a movie. It was pretty. It was pretty solid. Obviously, the person has plenty of but room it, to grow in it, filmmaking, but it was a really good start. But it was 
like a legit Film. production. Yes. It wasn't just um, Johnny cutting highlights from YouTube and mashing a bunch of stuff together. And they, they, they talked with Ed Cooley the way it was told. They, had, they let Ed Cooley watch it first. He had editing power over, like, you know, oh, wow. would you mind, like, taking that part out? Because I think it, it does get personal. I mean, this guy who grew up in Providence left the hometown college to leave. And supposedly they the guy took all of, like, did the right things in terms of, like, talking to Ed to make sure he was going to be cool with Somebody, it. Somebody, some might argue that, like, giving him editing control is a no-no. Yeah. You don't do that. Yeah. yeah. And, it may, again, how much is that is, right, I, right. I, I'm not 100% sure what if that okay. is true or not true. But that's what's out there. So... The video gets out there, super popular, and all of a sudden, Jeff Goodman and Rob Doster, you you don't have the rights to you 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 took content from Fox Sports and you didn't ask them for it. You don't have the rights to that. They're going to sue you. Same with the Big East media, and same with Field of sixty eight. And he's Jeff Goodman is sliding into these guys' DMs, being like, "You need to remove the video. You need to take it down. You're going to get sued." I don't think you'll go to jail, but who's to say? And he throws out the one-liner, I hope you look good in orange. He also said, what was it, if I will track you down and find you? When he has time. He's too busy now. But when I have time, I'll track you down and find out who you are. That, that See, that's that's so weird. Like, why would he be that upset? Because I'm sure they just took clips of like Field of 68 give and takes, which... Documentaries do all the time. Well, they had John Fanta on, who's like a Field of 68 guy. He and was a Fox part, Sports guy. Yeah, he was a, he was part of it. He, Which, he was part of the interview. Here's the thing. So do they just have to give him a courtesy? I think they just have to give him a courtesy and tell him where they got it from. Yeah, I, I don't know the ins and outs of all that, but I do know that if you've been a journalist for about 30 years covering college basketball, to slide into what is obviously like probably a college kid or fresh out of college, potentially high schooler, I, mean, I don't think that's impossible either, but to slide into a kid or a young adult's DMs and threaten them with suing, being sued and jail time, you're a loser. You're, Jeff Goodman is a loser. And we've said it here on this show for a long time. We've always tried to be nice without like making it too personal. But the guy is not good for college basketball. He's a, he's a big uh, DM slaughter. He is. Yeah. He is. And he will call people's employers. And he, he does, he's, just a, he's just not a good person person from what I can tell or from and even some of my experiences with him I'm glad that they were getting piled on and I I, I think Rob Doster wasn't as bad as Goodman but he also threatened suing and jail time as well and he also I think is a loser uh, he hung up on an interview like a fun interview with us way back in the day because we were discussing his article about Creighton having better guards than Jamal Murray and Tyler Eulis and Isaiah Briscoe. And he just like hung up. That never happened before. It wasn't, you know, we were having fun. It was like a back mm -hmm. and forth, but just wild. And then he said like, oh, my, my phone got disconnected. And Trevor was like, yeah, but he, he mentioned he may not be able to come on the show next week. I'm not sure if his phone did. And I was like, I, that's fine. We don't want him anyways. We're good with that. Doug Gottlieb goes on there last night and just calls people from New England douchebags, the biggest douchebags in the country. Well, it takes one to know one, Doug. <laughs> Ain't that right? I mean, Doug Gottlieb really... Uh, and he he goes on to say that people that try to get people canceled and fired are the biggest douchebags and losers without the smallest ounce of self-awareness that Jeff Goodman tried to threaten somebody 
with jail time and being sued. Like mm. how that is lost on your that platform. And they, they did bring it up. Doster brought it up briefly and said, sometimes your emotions get the best of you. Sometimes you get the Twitter fingers. Didn't apologize. And that way he said, I'm just going to leave it at that. Jeff Goodman and them seem to act like they have their side. And then and anything short of like, yeah, that was bad. We we messed up. Like that, we... Also, I wish we could handle that differently. We've got to be better in the future. Anything short of just apologizing is wrong. And here is... Yes, because the point is, how many how many views did that documentary have before Jeff Goodman made this statement? Uh, it was not. I mean, it, it had plenty. Like, but, it was probably it, the kid, the kid was probably happy. But now you have Dave Portnoy tweeting out the link for it. Exactly. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> what what are you doing here? Nobody would have watched. How many people are going to sit and watch an hour long Providence Ed Cooley documentary? Not many. And that is part of the field of sixty eight too. Is that How do I say this? They they think everything that they do is a much bigger deal than what it really is. Like, as much as you think Big East basketball is God's gift to Earth, like it's very niche. It's it's, it's very specific. So to think that this documentary was going to break ground and and like change it, do all this stuff, and you just got mad because they didn't courtesy you on on some clips, buddy. You should want them to use your clips, right? Like, I don't, I don't understand it. And now maybe, maybe initially, it's just all this for Ed Cooley. I know, and it's, it's like, I, it, it, it's really all because he gives you scoop, he gives you access to the transfer portal. This is why these people are just gross in the in the media business. It is very much just who is nice to me, then I'll be nice back. Who makes my life more difficult? You got so many Jeff Goodman stories on social media yesterday. It was wild. Uh, there was one about a, a guy who I think he was like a D3 coach or something, and he moved up to D1. I'm getting this story terribly wrong. But the guy texted Goodman and was just like, hey, just so you know, you know, I'll be here next year. Here's my number, blah, blah, blah. And Goodman's response was, cool, way to go. I wish you would have let me scooped. And, and that was that. And the guy said about a year later, he got a new job and said, hey, Jeff, I'll be at here. Here's my contact. And Jeff said, oh, it was the exact same reply. And to the point where like the guy was like, I bet Jeff probably deleted this message and didn't see that he had just replied the exact same thing. Yeah. Uh, but basically just being like, if you can help him out, he's going to, you know, he'll be into you. And if you can't, he just doesn't care. All he cares about is just trying to get ahead in this business, in this industry. Um, but you don't, I'm I'm very happy all that stuff came out yesterday. And like you said, there's a lot of there's a lot of DMs. There's a lot of stuff like this. And uh I I don't think people need to make it personal to Jeff Goodman or or his family. I think that's probably obviously taken it lo- too far. But not only do they not know ball, which is their biggest crime, their second biggest crime is they're just jerks. They're just they're not they only try to help out themselves, Roush. They're not trying Very to help self-serving. out. They're not trying what to help. What can I do for? What can you do for me? Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, yeah, I'm. Oh, ha- and I'm you're, ha- I'm you're, happy you're being. Down. If Cooley agreed to the interview too, then why would you feel like you need to go to war over this? Especially in a weekend where. That's why I am kind of curious to hear their like total side of it, but I imagine maybe we don't hear it because it's probably just not going to be good enough for that reaction. In 
the thing was is like people had moved on. Cooley went back. Like that's the lat. Like once you go back to the place, then it's kind of like okay. Well, I mean, they're still gonna hate you, but that's the hardest hurdle to get over. Once you do that, you just move on. And now, now it's lingering. So they've actually done more damage to their boy Cooley. That's what you get, Jeff. I thought Cooley handled the the Providence game well. They should have won too. Damn it! I was cheering for him. I wanted. That, that arena was tight. Poor uh, poor Providence just without Bryce Hopkins is just an NIT team, unfortunately. But it was yeah. a nice win for him. Uh, the Noah Carter kid is is really, really good. But after the game, he was like, I loved it here. It was some of the best times of my life, but I'm on to my next chapter, and I'm really happy with that next. I, I thought he handled the post-game questions well, mm-hmm. but this documentary stuff, trying to sick Jeff Good. Imagine Jeff Goodman being your watchdog embarrassing there's a petition to ban him from big east games that's funny i like that <laughs> dosser's gonna be in lexington on saturday yep and th- th- it is kind of weird all this went down the day after i would like i'd forgiven field of 68 or i would not that that matters <laughs> right but i was right. like let's just move on from it yeah doster's speaking highly of antonio reeves we can we can even though it's doster he, he's spreading the good word in that instance but then that comes out that same day no we're done. We're done with Field of 68. I do like John Fanta, though. I'll get, I do think Field of 68 is making him worse and rubbing off on him a little bit, unfortunately. But I do like him. I think he's still, he's still one of the good guys there. And Chris Mack, you need, to, you need to stop doing videos with Rob Doster and Doug Gottlieb. I, I kind of like Chris Mack, weirdly enough. But like you, you got to stop this, too. He was there when Doug Gottlieb was going off about how people from New England are huge douchebags. And Chris was just like, eh. yeah. Doug was like, I know you can't say anything, Chris, because you're going to get a job. You're going to get into coaching. Chris was like, also, I'm just not a loser, probably. The well, a little bit of a loser. One, just one final uh, critique to Levy. I didn't actually watch it, but their intro uh, showing all of the people they have on their Field of 68 show. It's it's like five minutes long, way too long. Yeah, it shows every single person they have. They have twenty people that talk on their show. They can't be paying that much either, right? I do, I have wondered what they pay for like Chris Mack to be on there. Yeah, well, walking around money. Yeah, it's got to be something like that. Like you know, fifty hundred dollars for an appearance. Yeah. Well, here's a great tweet. It says John Fanta working for the field sixty eight, and it's a really nice uh, car, like a luxury car, Bugatti, parked uh, by a double wide. Yes. Yeah. That's kind of accurate. Yeah. Priorities. Text on into the Thornton sex line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Do we get all of the grab? Do we get all the grab and go textures? I think we missed one here. I do not think Stoops likes quick scoring offense. It does not give the defense enough off the field time. They put in quotation marks. I, I, I think I can understand your sentiment, but I do just want to stop you uh, over the notion of Stoops doesn't like quick scoring offenses. I. We've never had Mark Stoops on this show, but I can say with confidence, which is wild, but I can say with confidence that he likes any scoring. Yep. Any Points. score, any just like any coach in the world, Roush. He doesn't care if the offense scores too quickly. He just wants them to score. I think his issue is he worries that they that they can't score too quickly, so they take their time and they do all that other stuff. But it's Liam Cohen's offense. And so much of it will come down to if Brock Vandegrift is ready. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> That's where a lot of it comes down to. Is he good or not? 
We'll Let's, see. We'll see uh, about we, that. There was about four texts from the weekend that we didn't finish. We did a we did a good job yesterday, but there was just really a few. Need to pet ourselves in the back here. A texter says we weren't ticked at Woodford for meeting messing up what John built. We had everyone at KSR telling the fans it was his fault. The line production fell off. That's why people are mad. You guys told us he could recruit, but messed up all the rotations and the chemistry of the offense line. So outside of recruiting, what else can he do? I, I, I saw somebody tweet out yesterday, like, the reason you all people are mad at Wolford is because the media told them to be mad at Wolford. And there's truth to that. You know, like, people weren't, that was all, that all came from And yeah, and you were media. also shooting the messenger, too. Because it, it's, you know. That, like that's, that's correct. It, it came from people inside the program. But that is true. You know, that's why there was, that's why we are in this spot. Yep. But if Stoops is cool with it, everybody else should be cool with it. People don't handle things the best all the time. People yep. are human. Yep. And uh, Soup said you can't be uh, too sensitive in this business. Just make UK good at football. That's all I care about. Be cool. I will say, though, there is um, – this guy ain't going to be here long. He was – He's. yeah. He's. I think the longest he's coached anywhere Again, is four it years. It kind of feels like this entire staff is band-aid. Yeah. About ready to be ripped off. Mm-hmm. We'll see what's underneath when it's all said and done. But bring in the best talent. UK sent out their season ticket football emails yesterday to Ooh. renew. I will not be renewing. I've had it. I don't like being told to be pony to pony on up. No, I, I just I you, missed you like can't go to, half a game, half the games last year. Right. This year with two kids, I can't imagine that number being up. Right. And the games I want to go to, I'll either get ticket, I'll buy tickets, or they'll be yeah given exactly. to me. Yeah. There's a there's a couple of good home games though, right? Oh my gosh, yeah, it's a great it's a great it's an all around great schedule. I mean, yeah. it really feels like an NFL schedule for for college. The Georgia week two, well, well, Vandegrift homecoming, big game, big game. Brock is what they were calling him around Linden. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Um, I did see just briefly while Wolford and all that was being brought up. He spent his first day just offering like all the guys he was recruiting in Alabama. So, casting a wide net. Um, I don't think he's going to get the number two player in the country to come to Kentucky. Like he might have been able to do at Alabama. But you never if, know. But if just one or two of those ten guys ends up in Kentucky, it's a win. Yeah, just one of them. Yeah. But yeah, I saw those offers going out. I was like, whoa, that's a lot of stars. I like that. Another texter says Kentucky's playing a zone. Did they do any zone on Saturday? I don't remember it. I was drinking. <laughs> a texter says, this is a finesse, can't say that word, team. Another texter says, so we can we get a cylinder rule explanation again? I guess it says if it's a Kentucky player and he's in the cylinder, then the rule takes effect. Got it. Which, by the way, did you see the, the dunk last night from the guy from Texas? Probably. I was watching the game. Yeah, we're, I mean... Drummond tweeted it out, but it was basically the same thing as Big Z. He's like, oh. oh, yeah, the hanging on the rim. Yeah. I did see, yeah. Like, also, ref, what kind of loser calls that still? The thing is, like, grow up. You, you're just, you, we're fanboys and we're biased media, but like, the Kentucky gets hosed. And it's partially probably because these officials hate John Calipari. I don't know. I don't think these officials like hate UK or hate UK fans naturally. I think some probably do, especially if you're in the roofing business. But if you, I think that these coaches. spend the whole game berating them. You know, yeah, and, I, and I, I don't think, I, again, I 
can understand why Cal is frustrated. I mean, it seems like they make up a new rule. To, they take two points off the board for UK for a game that goes to overtime. I, like, and that's just the season. I mean, there's a long history of that stuff. I've loved the goaltending against LSU at home, the, the shot clock against Wisconsin. What, what do you love? When Cal just, like, he doesn't even have time of day to, like, yell at him. He just gives him the one hand and, like, walks away. Yeah. Because that, that's what he did for the cylinder one. He's like, really? Like, you're going you're gonna to enforce that now? Yeah. I, I get, like, I get his frustration. I just don't always think the way that he handles it is helping the issue. I think sometimes it hurts the issue. It makes yeah, these yeah. officials dislike you more. But yeah, the 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 elbow that Trey Mitchell got like a flagrant for. There's a video of a Duke player doing it mm-hmm. in Cameron Indoor, and they called the foul on the Clemson player. Yep. But for Trey Mitchell, it's a flagrant. You know, it, stuff gets it, it gets old. A texter says, "I ducking hate these refs." Mm. Also, if duck, Cal duck if if Cal walked to half court screaming about every call, he would get tossed in a heartbeat. What do you think about that, Scoots? Uh, doesn't he do that anyways? He gets away with some. He he gets away with being able to walk some places just because he's Calipari. But you get the wrong official on the wrong night, and they see Cal cross that coach's line, they'll call him out on it ASAP. We've seen that happen as well. But in some instances, he'll get some leeway with like being able to walk on the floor. I say you give coaches free range around the whole court. Just let them... Yeah. Let them go where they want. If they want to go on the other side of the court, away from their bench, coach from midcourt, yeah, I, let them I, have at it. The coaches that like get out on the floor and play defense with their team and put their <laughs> hands up, Shaka Smart comes to mind. They are Tom Crean, another one. They're goobers. They got to get out. Tom like, Crean doesn't play defense. He's just that guy bended at the knee clapping, trying to get everybody else to play defense. He I does bend the knee. You, if Kentucky played Marquette, I would, and I was the coach on UK staff, I would tell all my guards, like, Hey, run into the coach. If you if you see him out there, run into him. Mm-hmm. It should be a technical every time should if you're be. stopping play. Which was it, Shaka? There was one coach who just like nearly took a player out, and that one actually did look incidental. Like the coach just kind of forgot where he was on the floor. But of course, it would help if I remembered who the coach was and what game it was. It was uh, Sean Miller, Dayton versus Xavier. Or it was it was Sean or. Archie Miller, sorry, Rhode Island versus Dayton. Would Archie Miller gotcha. ran into the yeah. That's that's yeah. yeah. And I don't know if Archie's got a history of doing that or not. He's so he's such a whittle guy. You can't hardly even see him. I mean, tiny. the the clip of him pulling the microphone down is just never not funny. After when that the, co- after the David Pageant interview, like any time that that comes up, I'm gonna laugh. <laughs> it's it's yeah. Texter says. I guess the cylinder foul only applies to Kentucky, and then the last one from the weekend. Well, I guess this is becoming a common text of college refs. Makes the game hard to watch. College refs need to face the media after games to face their poor officiating. Well, that's never going to happen. Hey, we did it, though. We got through them. Well, now we've got yesterday's and today's. <laughs> 40 minutes of heaven for opponents. <laughs> <laughs> that's Seven new. minutes in heaven. We know Scoots love that game. By the way, Kentucky, Arkansas will be coming to to Lexington for Senior Day, I believe. Sounds right. Yeah. Which, that should be Blowout City, USA. You think the wheels are falling off Arkansas now. What's it going to look like then? True. Could be a real nice time. Oh, yeah. A lot of fun for the Cats. What else do we have on the Thornton sex line? Swift is the big joint in Butchertown, Nick. I don't I don't know what that's... Was that talking about Butchertown yesterday? You're you talking Swift. Swift was brought up and you were you said you didn't know what that was. So how I don't Good point about curfew could be something like that every time someone's hurt, I guess. That weird meteorologist dude hates Cal, right? 
What yeah, you- and again, I I don't know what the deal is with Dillingham. I just think UK, you've brought it upon yourself for all the speculation. Who's the weird meteorologist? I that hates Cal. Could be a bunch of them. <laughs> yeah, I mean they're all pretty weird. No offense to our meteorology friends out there. It's Jude Redfield. Jude is 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 very weird, but also the least weird weatherman. He's our he's the official weatherman of KRC, right? Yeah, oh yeah, okay. without a doubt. He hangs out with us on the backside. Always looks inconvenience, but puts on a smile once it starts. You know, he also seems like eager to talk to us, though. Well, he's, he always just seems busy. I think is a better way to put it. That, well, he, that's the way. I, he always that, seems busy, but he makes the time for Kentucky. They roll put call. him on television for like five hours. I work with a guy at the hotel who whose daughter's obsessed with Jude Redfield. She was in a couple weeks ago, and I was asking her about about the weatherman, but I named the wrong one. I, I can't remember which one I brought up. I was like, "How's so and so?" She didn't react, and her mom goes, "It's Jude Redfield." And I was like, "Oh, how's Jude?" And this girl, she's probably like six years old, just falls straight back onto the floor like, oh, I'm so in love. It was funny. Wow, that's cute. I bet you would love to hear that. We'll have to remind. We'll have to remember that at the backside. Come on. That's right around the corner. Baby will be a month old. I can definitely be on the backside then. Bring the baby. Bring the baby. There's plenty of babysitters there. That's a good point. Ooh, just horses, though. Man, you can just hand, them, hand her to some old lady. Here you go. Will you watch my kid? That's always a fun time to be doing radio. We need to get back to where we can drive back there so I can bring people with me. Because we, you should be able to bring your family to the backside, too. Like, Hannah should be able to show up with Yeah, we're the girls. talent, damn it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. People are out there because of us. Yeah. Yeah. So when Scoots gets the parking pass, we just go steal it and then use it. <laughs> uh, I They nearly did a Jeff Goodman took me to jail two years ago when I tried to get back there. I remember that. I got back there like every day of the week, and then I think it was Friday or Thursday or something, and the guy was like, well, you don't have a pass. And I was like, I'm dropping off the radio equipment. He was like, I don't I don't care. I was like, I've done it every day this week. And then he saw me, and then I just turned around, and he saw me walking up. He was like, I thought you were dropping off radio equipment. Where is it? I was like, yeah, I was lying. <laughs> I was lying. I was just trying. You to, got me. I was just trying to park back there. We're over it, buddy. Move on. Oh, let's move on to a break. Let's Last one. Final one, and then the text. Well, they turned on Scoots, folks. Oh yes. So we're so gonna. We're here we're, for. It's gonna be the Scoots segment when we return here on Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. T.J. Walker, Nick Rouse, Justin Kaylee. Calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. We've got Thornton's Donuts in the house. Go nuts. Woohoo! We don't, they're not for us, Scoots, right? They're for everyone. So I'm okay eating one. Yeah. Not going to get in trouble. No. I always get offered. because So, WJIE has a lady that brings them by about once a week. She'll bring donuts in. And Jim will only have one. And then he always says, there's donuts in there if you want one. And I never take him up on it. So That's a good Jim impression. Yeah. He doesn't sound like that at all. (laughs) I beat Scoots to the studio today. No big deal. I know. I saw that. Man, I thought I was going to be late. What what, got you? Another... 
Well, I, no, I did the thing where I woke up at 545 and turned my alarm off and I'll wake up and it's 615. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is not good. So I had to, had to scurry up. By the way, I didn't tell you all this on Saturday. It was my first off day of the year. I, I know I mentioned that. So I go to bed at like 1.15 on, on Friday night, way late. And I'm sleeping, fall asleep pretty quick. All of a sudden, I get startled awake. The freaking out that I'm going to be late for work. Check my phone to see if I set my alarm. Mm. It was 1.45. I was like, I've been sleeping for 30 minutes, and here I am freaking out that I'm going to be late for work. Oh, scoots. It was so annoying. Yeah, well, you know what, though? You got to go back to sleep, and you got to sleep in the next day. That was great. That's awesome. I wanted to bring something up briefly before we got back to the Thornton's text line, because I did in the last segment when I said flyers, when I meant to say flowers. (laughs) The other day, I went to point out to my son, oh, look, an ambulance. And I, I like, said it like, ambulance. And I don't know what this thing is, but every once in a while, I'll catch myself. And I'll say it. And I'm like, wait, that's not how I say. It's not how I say that word. But like, how do I? Like, I, what's the way that I normally? Is it ambulance? A- ambulance? No, it's just an ambulance. As, as ambulance. Okay. As Mike Rutherford would say, Roush, you're putting the the emphasis on the wrong syllable. <laughs> that's a good one. That ambulance sound like a. The local yokel over here. But obviously anybody that's listening to Kentucky Roll Call more than one show knows that pronunciations are Oh fluid. Optional. Yeah. Yeah. We do our best, I think, is what and that's all we can really ask out of anybody. So that's all you can really ask out of us is that we do our best. We can do our best finishing up this Thornton's text line. One texture says, Nick, our fan base is toxic. No, it's not. If you don't want to see bad things, then you don't have to see them. Pretty easy. And I know, oh, they, they, they tweeted these kids. Like, they don't have to be on the internet. When I don't have to be on the internet, I'm not. It's kind of nice. Cal says he wants his players to get off social media for the remainder of the season. They're not going to. Also, the social media they're on, I don't think they hear as much from fans. They aren't TikTok and I, Instagram. I, I disagree. I think you'd be shocked to learn just how many, like, kids slide into the dms of kids yeah but that that's like instagram right it's everything but yeah because i don't think they're like scrolling even, on twitter like we are you know probably not as much but i guarantee their dms get flooded on twitter too if they have a twitter yeah. i just think you'd be surprised to know just how many crazy people are there are and a lot of them probably kids people like under 24 years old yeah i think there's a lot well, yeah, because they don't—they grew up with it, so they think it, their behavior is normal, and it's not. Well, and then sometimes you get adults too that are also idiots. That's yeah, true. It, it knows no age limits. But a texter says, "Scooch, you and Gil just gotta get the humane traps. You set them up in a plastic tube. It doesn't hurt them, and then you take them far away and you release them. They are really nice, convenient, and easy." I think we do need some humane traps. Yeah. You got to talk with Gil about all this. He was listening to you on radio yesterday. Wild. Blew my mind. So what did Gil have to say? Well, so he was listening to the Rutherford show. So I didn't, but I did tell him how the mouse story was just as radio gold. Mm-hmm. Our cat used to bring mangled but not dead birds back to our yard. I'd have to cover them with a plastic bag and smash them with a rock. So I get what you're saying, Roush. Jesus. Sometimes you just got to play God and do the right thing. 
I do think there are like humane put an animal out of its misery situations, but allowing it to stay in the trap for 12 hours, I wouldn't consider one of those Not situations. humane yeah. whatsoever. I mean, uh, should I have just done what Rouse does and throw it against the wall? Yeah. Or uh, smacked it, it with a rock. I mean, yeah. a kill shot, I think there are appropriate times for just a good old fashioned kill. You got to put an animal out of its misery. But I don't, I, don't, I think throwing it against a wall isn't, it wouldn't be my means. Yeah. Well, I mean, for me, it would just, the, that was just the easiest way. Or like against the concrete ground. Like I just throw it down. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, but, I, did, um, I did check outside the door last night and he was not there. Okay. So I always, the, the one fear I had when I would cut, grass with a traditional lawnmower is coming up against some animal and opposed to what kind of lawnmower <laughs> what can i use now like there's the real like the... mower that doesn't use gotcha. an engine yeah because the engine scare them they jump out or whatever now i think even if i ran over an animal it wouldn't do anything to it It'd yeah I've, I've heard some sad baby bunnies yeah lawnmowers like i gotta go i don't know if i have ever killed no i'm sure i've killed plenty of things cutting the grass but I don't know if I've ever remembered having to stop and be like, oh, no. Yeah. I've just had moments where you're like, oh, did he get out? <laughs> our uh, texter says, if you told me before last week we'd go 3-1 and one over our next four games, I'd be happy. That's on the table, but we have to win these two home games, and I don't think we should overlook Florida. Their offense is good enough to give us trouble even at home. I'm going to be all- curious with Kentucky's defense because I feel like it's going in the right direction, but they haven't been against good offenses, so it's hard to judge. It also feels like Kentucky's defense does well for an extended amount of time, and then it just they kind of quit caring. Yeah, which they need to. Eh, I think the issue it's maybe not so much that they quit caring as much as it's just they're not a great defensive team. So a breakdown could come at four seconds left on the shot clock, just as it yeah. could with like ten seconds or twenty-one seconds. And those left. are the most frustrating like, is they play good defense for twenty-five oh yeah. seconds, and then one guy you will fall be slightly out of position. Yeah, one yeah. guy will be slightly out of position. They'll fall for a pump fake. Something will happen and get everybody out of whack. Yes, that is frustrating. I, I don't think this team is. I, I think they've taken steps defensively. That's a fair question. We'll see just how many, how far they've come along. Because Florida will make you pay if you leave them open on the perimeter. They are a good offense. They are a good scoring team. And I could see this if UK is just overlooking, looking forward to a top 10 matchup against Tennessee on Saturday. You're down at halftime against Florida, and you're, you you got to get it together. I agree with I, I agree with all that texture, except I would have wanted 4-0. you got to take care of business at home. Arkansas is duty. And the South Carolina game, if it would have been maybe like a one-point loss, I would that would have been one thing, but I think just the manner of what had happened is, is was bothersome, still bothersome to me. So I would have I, I would have said four and zero in that stretch, but three and one's not the end of the world. Seems like everyone was desperate for, but you got to win these two at home. Seems mm-hmm. like everyone was desperate for Cal to be more forthcoming about injuries and stuff, and now he has been on Dillingham and Edwards, folks saying he's lying. This is why they keep stuff close to the vest. Uh, that's, we not, just, that's not why they keep stuff close to the vest. And we don't know if they're telling the truth or lying. Yeah, we just, like, we're just doing all this fun speculating. Like, you know, that's that's the point is we don't know if they're actually telling the truth. Just because in this instance we think that they probably are doesn't mean that it's totally true. But that's but it's all right. They can be they can do whatever they want with injuries. That's fine. I'm not going to whine about what they do with the injuries. I'm just saying people can't whine when other people are going to speculate about it. I, I think it's fair on both sides. I also think just like people that get worked up over speculations or. Yeah, like, no, this is fun. Yeah, it's sports. 
I'm. It's like the same people who say I'm not going to care till signing day. I'm like, well then, don't. Okay, fine. Yeah, it's cool. You know, don't. You, nobody's yeah, making you. Yeah. Uh, nobody's going to lose any sleep if you don't fun. care until signing day. Sports. Some of the concern about the Arkansas game is way over the top for me. If we struggle at home this week, I think there's a larger discussion to be had. Bud Walton is one of the toughest places to play in the country. They beat Duke there a couple months ago. Any win there is a good win. Yeah, they were a little bit of a different team when they beat when they beat Duke there. I did go back. I watched that game and went back and rewatched it. it was, boy, Arkansas looks a lot different. They look a lot different than they did then. I also just like so uh, the team played bad. It happens. I'm not bad games happen. They're not going to be at their best. They were on a hot streak for a while. You know. They're in a little bit of a slump. It, it is a tough place to play. Game day was there. Even if the team's not good, it's still you got to find ways to win. They started off horribly and just mainly because the shots weren't falling. I, I think you can take positives away from it. My only big negative is it's just concerning they can start a game like that. Because you do that against a good team, you're done. Mm-hmm. You're just you're not going to be able to win it. It's very clear we're being officiated differently away from home. Well, did you know UK's won nine out of their last 11 games? Solid. They've only shot free throws in two of those 11 games. More free throws than their opponents, I should say. Oh. In two out of 11 games, they've shot more free throws than their opponents, and one of that was the pin game where they shot one more free throw than pin. I mean, doesn't that so make sense, t- though? No, it doesn't. From Absolutely this not. This team has penetrators and attackers and people that get inside. You saw. Yeah, look but at, look, DJ, at, this, look but, at the shot charts of all the layups. Right, I know, but like DJ Wagner doesn't. He finishes falling away at the rim. It like definitely, not, definitively does not make sense for a UK basketball team with a ton of draft picks to have the opposing team shoot free throws in nine out of 11 games. That makes no sense to me. That makes sense to me. Um, I also would say, too, that. Um, to this point, like I think Kentucky has been getting a friendlier whistle at home as of late. Um, what was the was the Mississippi State game? Was that the Wednesday night game? Mississippi State was a game. Oh, that was where that, I was. There was a couple times where I'm like that they shot more free throws. That was one of the. That was the other one. I was like State and Penn. I was like, man, that's kind of kind of nice that they're sending us the line here. <laughs> Georgia shot double more free throws at Rupp Arena than Kentucky did. I mean, that just doesn't happen but, at Kansas. It but doesn't some happen of it, at I IU. Think happens with, it doesn't happen at Duke. But I think some of it's just bad defense, too, on Kentucky's part. Actually happened to get at IU in their last game. The opposing team shot double the amount of free throws? Well, I think it was more than double, yeah. Was that the Purdue game? I think so, yeah. You think Zach Eady's a little different than Chetrawa from Georgia? Probably so. Maybe a little bit. Yeah. Hey, Kentucky's point. not a great defensive team, but Roush, 9 out of 11 games, that doesn't happen to anybody. Like, that doesn't happen to the worst of the worst or the best of the best. But it's happening to Kentucky. Yeah, because I don't think Kentucky does a good job finishing at the rim and going through contact. Do you think? Do you think because they're getting fouled? <laughs> do you yeah, think maybe that's they're not good but, at finishing but, but, at the but, rim because they're getting fouled and they're not getting free throws out of it. When? How many times? How many shots at the rim does Reed Shepard attempt? How many? In several. I, mean, I think part of it too. He, I can with, think of three off the top of my head against. against he missed uh, two of Arkansas. them and he didn't get fouled. Um, he had the dunk and he had, a, he had an easy layup too. But so the but like. Four. DJ's the one that I think should be drawing more fouls. But I think it's because he the the way like the way he goes into them, there's not like a clear like hack against their arm sort of deal. It's just like bodies colliding midair and he gets the left-handed scoop shot over them. I think that and the same thing with uh Rob. Rob is just like all over the place uh, with a lot of his stuff where he goes out of his way to get out of the way to make sure he's not getting fouled instead of going through contact. That's why you're not getting as many calls. I don't know why I'm caving for the refs right now, 
But I do think that like Kentucky has been getting a friendlier whistle at home, and of course they're not going to get a friendlier whistle on the road because it's they've college had, basketball. They've had plenty of home games, and again, only one of them. They've shot more free but throws than their how, opponent. How many more of those those games too? Did they just make a bunch of threes? Like the Kentucky's more of a jump shooter. I'm not team. doubting that style of play doesn't play into this to a certain degree, but nine out of eleven is not just like, well, you know, that's just how it happens. Who do you think shot most free throws on UK's team? Uh, Trey Mitchell. Uh, second most is Trey Mitchell. Good guess. Antonio Reeves the most. I was just okay. Yeah. Those, DJ those Wagner having the fifth most attempts yeah. on the team he is should, ridiculous. He, he should be at the line so much more often. But I think he gets. I don't think he gets the calls. Like, and part of it, you know, he's he's a little bit more f- finesse than he is just going to finish through you. But I also think he just doesn't get some of the calls. Let's look at. Uh, but anyways, the most free throws for Kentucky is 71 attempted. The most free throws attempted for Kansas, Kevin McCuller, 131. Mm-hmm. Their, their second most is still more than Kentucky's most. K.J. Adams, he's shot 74. I want to know what the most free throw attempts against. Uh, like, Can you look up Louisville's real quick? Because isn't that their whole offense is just like, let's just shoot free throws? Yeah, Louisville's bad basketball team. Yeah, they're very bad. Uh, yeah, and again, how many shots? Also, is- like when you're blowing teams out, you're not going to get as many free throw calls, right? Oh my heavens! U of L has four people that have shot more free throws than UK's top first. Guy. Yeah, and then Trey White <laughs> has 68, and he is U of L's fifth, and he would be UK's second, just oh, behind Antonio Reeves, Mike comedy. James 95, Sky Clark 85. So like we're believing that you know these guys are better at drawing fouls than the UK guys. I just have a hard time believing that because UK guys are better at basketball. No, so, no, like, no, I, but that but, no, I think some of being better at basketball though is not just going for a foul. Cuz how many times does Louisville even look like they're trying to score? They'll just put their heads down and <laughs> yeah, they no, just look like they're going to get fouled, which by the way, there is truth we, to that too. We did not make fun of them enough yesterday for making three shots and a half against Virginia. That was wild. It's one of those things that, like, I saw that line on Saturday, but I've had a I've had a bad time timing out when Louisville's going to get their teeth kicked in. Should have just jumped on it. It was a big like, come on, Roush, what were you thinking? It's Virginia. They suck against them. Roush, they made four field goals. Give them credit. Oh, sorry, sorry, forgot that. Um, <laughs> I just pardon like, my it, it's still some. I mean, we all know it's bad. We all know what's going on, and we all know what's going to happen in two months at U of L. But yeah, you oh. get those first halves that are just like my I, my father in law was like, what? So. Why aren't they firing him? <laughs> like, what, what's going on? Here? I don't think there's anybody really defending. Did, like, did you hear the around, right? The the U of L Athletic Association they had their report. No. Uh, Eric Crawford oh, yeah, was tweeting from it, and he's like, "Sales has been a tr- uh, problem for uh, for men's basketball." And it's like, oh, you you don't say. <laughs> My dad is a big U of L fan, and he's checked out just like all of the other ones are. But he just. He, he couldn't believe that Jerry Eves was defending Kenny Payne as long as he had been. Just like, you know, obviously the product's terrible. What can right, you even say? Right. So my dad, who doesn't even listen to my own radio show, he's been downloading, which I don't even know he could do this. He's been downloading the Jerry Eves podcast. Oh, and just getting fired up. And he's like, I'm going to call in one day and let him have it. He's like, he doesn't even talk U of L anymore. He just won't even mention yeah, U of L. Yeah. He'll just, oh, we got a great NFL slate for you today. He, and then at the end, he'll be like, oh, we didn't get to basketball. He's doing it on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> He's working up Terry Senior, which oh, is tough to do. Oh, that's great! In his great. older age, but uh, yeah, it's a mess. What a mess! Take it out, just take it, just take it. A texter says, "Good old afterthought." Antonio Reeves producing a potential SEC Player of the Year season. He's been incredible. 
Oh, yeah. And I still I, don't I, think I, he's I, a great defender, but it is true that he's probably UK's best on-the-ball defender. Which is not a good Wild point. to think about. But, you know, he's you got to give him credit. He's improved on that end. He's gotten better. And just what he does offensively is is really, really impressive. And where I, I regret saying this, but I was like, you know, I could see why he wanted to transfer with all those freshmen. I, I still can. I can still see his thought process in the summer. It does make sense to me. But my goodness gracious, he's benefiting from these freshmen. Mm-hmm. He is – all this other attention is making life easier for him. Now, Roush, that's going to flip back now. People are going to – everybody's talking about Antonio Reeves. So people are going to just be on him like glue. They're going to scrutinize him. And granted, Arkansas was and South Carolina was the game before. They're going to keep getting after him. So it's going to be for some of these other freshmen to step up once that happens. It doesn't have to be a freshman, but other players. Texas is Roush cursed. Um, sure, hope not. But man, that car has got me snake bit. Gonna gonna try to save it from being totaled. Don't think that's possible though. No wonder Scoots is an IU basketball fan. He loves half dead, barely hanging on for life. It's entities, entities like that poor little mouse. <laughs> that's from Beezy. It is very uh, comparable to my Indiana fanhood. Oh, Scoots, help me! <laughs> I revoke y'all's man room, and now it'll be called the Weenie Hut Jr. House until further notice. Poor little feller is probably still out there suffering because no one could sack up and finish the job. Not mad, just disappointed. Oh, thank God there's one more person here. His name's Scoot. Scoot. <laughs> he, he got eaten by a snake. Don't shut it, the door. It's all good. Oh, thank God they left something on the TV. <laughs> That's U of L basketball. No! <laughs> no! You all were saving those absence for your future work life. That's absolutely right. Yes, we were. Uh, Texter says NASCAR. Scooch likes NASCAR. Of he course. Does. Do you like the New Hampshire race? Uh, no, it's a pretty boring one. So I like Brian here. Speaking of Jess Sims, TJ, who's your go-to Peloton instructor? I volunteer to make the roll callers ride again. I've been, I've been getting after Peloton. Ooh, and I actually nice. took a Jess Sims class yesterday just because we were, had been talking about her. Who's uh? She was talking about how she was getting motivation she's like i talk to athletes and ask them what they do and all of them they stay humble so you stay humble peloton i was motivated what's uh what's our redhead friend jess king jess king yeah yeah she's she's got a she's she, got her baby she's she's uh she, she, she's I, a fun hippie too i don't take a lot of jess king classes oh not anymore? I, i'd say emma lovewell is probably my my favorite kendra o'toole I don't oh, Charlotte like, Weidenbach. That's probably my favorite. I'm not a Alex Toussaint guy. He just yells at me the whole time. Just chill, Alex. Yeah. I don't need you yelling at me. Yeah. Uh, Charlotte Weidenbach. She, she's a good Peloton instructor. Okay. Uh, texter says, Tom Leach confirmed how sick Rob was at the shoot-around. Mm. Uh, thank you for the text. Evil Scoots, says one texter. That's very evil. John here, good morning to all. So I filed my taxes last night, and it was a waste of time. How By gosh, you? I've been paying the government all year long, and I find out I was a little short, so I owe them just a little bit more. Hey, I'm crazy, but I believe Justin Edwards makes a turnaround and will start this week. He will start to average around 14-plus per game the rest of the year. I just have that feeling. We'll got to go talk to you later. That feeling is probably gas, John. That is not going to happen. Take some – take a ton. Maybe – Or two or three. I wouldn't be shocked if he has a good game against Tennessee on Saturday. Maybe on Florida. Maybe a good game will happen this week, but I don't think you're going to see this five-point bump in points per game. Probably starting, though, right? No, no, I don't think so. Yeah, I think – we you get the knee injury the, to the get bin. the ado back. Okay, that works. For me. Wait, Scooch is the oldest. I thought he was like 24. Wow. When the devil come up and try to get you, going to praise the Lord. <laughs> That's true. I'm the oldest. You keep that in mind, Scooch. 
Apparently, young Scooch was inspired to become Mark Wahlberg's character in the movie Fear. Dude, that movie. Uh, now we didn't get to the text. Whew, that that's a creepy movie. All right. Well, we've got tomorrow at least. We'll preview the cats and the gators, and we'll finish out probably like seven texts we didn't get to. Let's see if uh, uh, South Georgia Wildcat found forty quality golf balls surveying this morning. Way to go! Yeah. Are you yeah. a surveyor, South Georgia Wildcat? I've always found that to be pretty interesting. All right, we're out of time. Everybody have a good the UL Clemson Survey tonight. says Clemson sixteen point favorites. My goodness, we're gracious. getting ready to find out who the sports figure of the year is. We oh, can't stay on air. For we it, can't so. stay on air for it. Ah. That's a bummer. Everybody have a great Tuesday. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports Radio. Roll call. Ah.